people here. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I want to pray um, before we begin. And it was, I think it was a couple of months ago, I was reading, rereading a book by uh, Pastor Simbola called Spirit Rising. And um, there was a chapter in there on joy. Then last Sunday when I was sitting here, um, Jen and Gavin were leading a song. I got joy deep in my heart. And I just felt like, God had something for me to share with you. And um, through all this COVID, what I've seen, I, I think I said this last year, I really believe one of the things that is going on is that Satan has his foot on the neck of the church. And what he wants to do is try to stifle and to um, rob us of something. And I want to speak this morning about this three-letter word called joy. And just how powerful this this, this joy that comes from the Lord is in our lives and what it can do. And so um, the enemy is a thief and a robber, and he comes to steal our joy. It says in Nehemiah, look at one of those verses, the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's where our strength comes from when we have joy. And so um, let me just pray. And Lord God, we just pray this morning. Lord, I just pray that you give me the words that you want me to speak and not the words that I want to speak, that you direct me and, and guide me. Lord, empower your word. Open our hearts to hear what your spirit is saying to us as, as people, as individuals, and as a church. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that you've put into us and sealed us with. As it says in Ephesians 1, we're sealed by the Holy Spirit and no one can take that from us. So we ask you this morning to, to work, to work in our lives and bring us back to that place that we need to be walking with you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. And I wanna, um, I'm going to play a, a short clip from a video of a, of a song that was in the 1980s. And uh, it's, uh, it makes you, it makes, you'll see the comparison of what I'm going to speak about. So you can get that, Grant, the lights. Now, wouldn't it be easy if all we had to say was, don't worry, be happy? And yet, there's, those words have no power in our life. And you think about how people pursue happiness. We're going to see the difference between happiness and joy. They pursue these things. You, you, will, you, will, pursue these, you will pursue happiness you will pursue, don't worry, be happy in so many ways in your life. Before you're a Christian and even as a Christian, you will, you will find yourself down avenues. And as we heard this morning, you know, you may pursue happiness through drugs and alcohol. You may pursue happiness through sex. You may pursue happiness through money. You may pursue happiness through so many different ways. And uh, I know for myself, before I got saved, I was like depressed. I was like not happy and didn't know why, you know, had all this stuff and, you know, education, had a good job, not happy at all. You just wonder, you know, just people are chasing that rabbit down the hole trying to be happy. And yet, you know, it offers a psychological boost when someone hears that, but Letting go of our anxieties, enjoying life, 
just not, this can't happen through words. I mean, people would say, you know, don't worry, just be happy, don't worry about it. And it never did anything for you. It would just make you think, yeah, I'd like that. How am I going to get there? And so happiness, you know, I just want to start off here. Happiness versus joy. Happiness has its ebbs and flows. It's an outward experience based on our changing circumstances. You can be happy today, that outward expression, and you can be so sad the next day. You can be miserable the next day. You can be happy because you got a raise. You can be happy. This is the surface stuff. Uh, you just had a child or a grandchild. You can be happy because you just want a free vacation. You can be happy. And then a little later on, you could have the vacation rained on. You can, have, you can lose your job. Your child or your grandchild gets sick. And so it ebbs and flows with circumstances. I know for my life that's the way it was. There would be times I was happy because of this, but they didn't last. And I was always searching, I'm sure like you, I want something more than that. And so the, um, but inevitably something changes and takes our happiness with it. The positive feeling is fleeting, and we are left feeling empty and, at worst, sometimes angry and bitter because of what life has done for us. I just wanted to see, see this morning how important joy is and how powerful joy is. And you can't have this joy unless you have Jesus Christ in your life. Because without Jesus Christ in your life, the Holy Spirit's not there, and that is what gives you Joy. It's a peace that passes all understanding. And if you're here this morning, if you're listening on, on, uh, on the internet, it's like Jesus Christ is just offering himself to you for forgiveness of sins. You come to him and admit you're a sinner. He'll give you a joy that passes anything you can imagine. Because with forgiveness comes the guilt leaves and things leave like you can't believe and so that's God's heart for us. But people chase this happiness. We can't chase it or try harder to gain it. Circumstances and situations change. Our happiness changes. I mean, this is the way the world is. You've got to just realize, well, if you don't have Christ in your life, the happiness is temporary. And we could see a, a Christian can have happiness but there's something, you know, the song that Jan, uh, Gavin and Jen sang was, I got joy, joy, joy deep in my heart. That's where that joy comes from. Deep in your heart is where the Holy Spirit is. And that's where there's joy. Um, we don't and never will control over, have control over the things that make for don't worry, be happy. We don't have control. We think we have control. And we want to control those happy times and yet you know however you lived your life before you were a Christian there were ups and there were downs happiness is circumstantial and elusive it's elusive you go for it and it's, it's gone or it comes back and you're chasing after it 
And people are chasing after it all over the world for happiness. Because I think God wants us to have that outward expression of happiness, but based on him and what he's put into our life. And it never ends. Amen? That joy that he puts in us never ends. So when we talk about the second point here, but joy is not circumstantial. It's a blessing in life that has totally different sorts. Even people who don't know God or who curse God can be happy temporarily. People can be happy temporarily. It says in Hebrews that there's pleasure in sin for a season. That's the way the enemy works. That's the way the devil works. He draws you in. He, he, he promises you something, and there's pleasure, but it's only for a season. And then he pulls it away, and then you're left to yourself. But the Holy Spirit is the one that produces joy. It's, it's, it's in our inner being. It's, in, it's deep within us. And we're going to see, joy doesn't mean you're laughing all the time. Joy doesn't mean you're smiling all the time. Joy doesn't mean you're hilarious all the time. It's, it's not that at all. It's something deep within you that's there. There's a confidence and there's a joy, because as we're going to see, the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we're able to ride out the storms of life because of this joy. And what the enemy does is he wants to steal your joy. Take away your joy. People, I'm sure, here, churches all over the world, are falling to the sides, believers. Still saved, but joyless. And put into a place where they can't be used by God because they've made choices to put them in their place, but things have worn on them. And they've lost that joy. So Galatians 5, 22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. The fruit of the Spirit, as you see, is, is joy. When the Holy Spirit is controlling your life, there's going to be joy in your life. Not saying there's not going to be difficulties, not saying there's not going to be hardship, not saying there's not going to be difficult times, but there's going to be a deep, deep feeling within you of joy, knowing why? That God has everything under control. Amen? Everything. And you can rest assured on that and you can have confidence in that. There's been times, I'm sure like you, I've, I've been through trials and testings, and on the outward, you're like really struggling, and it's really hard, and you're feeling certain things, but there's something deep down in you that you still have that joy. And we'll see what that, why would we have that? Why would we have that kind of joy? Grant that um, saying I want to put up there on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit gives us supernatural joy that transcends our circumstances. Let's say that together. The Holy Spirit gives us supernatural joy that transcends your circumstances. 
Whatever your circumstances are in life right now, the Holy Spirit gives you supernatural joy that transcends that. And you're going to see how important it is to have God's promises inside your heart because that's where you're going to know that this is true. But it transcends your circumstances. Nehemiah, I just said it, Nehemiah 8.10. I'm just giving you verses, so later on you can look in the Bible yourself. Then he said to them, go your way, eat the fat, drink the sweet, and send portions to those whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Don't, do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. I didn't say that. The word of God says that. The joy of the Lord is your strength. You lose your joy, you lose your strength. It's not complicated. You, there's nothing in between. You lose your joy, you lose your strength. And in Philippians, I was reading, joy or rejoice is used 16 times in Philippians alone. Just in Philippians alone, it's used 16 times to rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord. Be joyful. The joy of the Lord over and over. It's a gift imparted by the Holy Spirit in our innermost being. That's what I was saying. So the question is, do you expect to see more of it in the church or not? I think we heard this morning from Dave and Jess. It's like you want to come into, the place, into a place where the joy of the Lord is there. When that's operating, I remember when I first came into a Christian church, having come out of the Catholic faith, and I went to... Um, the roots of this church, which were on State Street, but met in, in the Marriott Hotel. I remember the first time I went in there with my brother. It was like, I didn't really trust people. <laughs> and I was skeptical. I was a believer, but I didn't know very much. And I remember walking into that place. And I remember walking out. And I remember saying to myself, okay, this is either the biggest hoax going or this is the real thing because I've never seen so much joy and happiness and love in a place I never had with people I never even knew or met. What was it? It was the, it was the church, it was the body of Christ operating and that joy was there and that love was there. What did Jesus say? You'll know my disciples by their love for each other. It, so... Do we expect to see more of it in the church? It should make us distinctive in the culture that's around us. There's people all around us that um, when you have joy, they're like looking at you, all right, what's, what's up with this person? Because you stand out. That's how important it is for your testimony and your witness that you have joy. Luke 10, 20. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that, you're, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. That's when Jesus sent the disciples out, and then they came back, and they said, we were doing all these things in your name, miracles and healing. And Jesus was like, great, rejoice that your name is written in heaven. I remember distinctively when I started reading the Bible, and I went to a Christian church, and I found out that I was saved and that I was going to heaven. I had assurance of that. 
That was the greatest news I ever heard. Because where I was, it was like work, work, work. Maybe you'll get in, but you're going to go in the middle place, you know, not having that hell, but purgatory, to spend some time there. And that was my hope. To find out that my name was written in heaven and I was going to heaven. Here I am 42 years, 42 years later, and that joy for that has still never left me. I can see. No matter what life brings my way, it's just like, are you kidding me? I'm still going to heaven. No matter how bad this gets. How did I know that? Because that's what the Bible showed me. In him you have eternal life. Eternal life. I had it. I had eternal life. 1 Peter 1, 8 and 9. Whom having not seen, you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your salvation, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Rejoicing with joy. If I don't have this deep down joy in my life, there's something wrong. There's something off in my walk with God. I have to be honest with myself. You have to be honest. And we'll see that it's not based on what you're going through right now. I mean, we, we read, I mean, the open doors and, and the voice of the martyrs, you read those devotionals, and it's just like, these people have joy, and they have peace, and they re are rejoicing, and they're in the middle of the most difficult circumstances you can imagine. Separated from their, from their family, as we heard this morning, kidnapped, in prison, and yet they still have the joy of the Lord. It's possible. Romans 4, I'm just giving you, I want you to see these verses this morning because it's, it's the scripture. For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. It's not... It's not, it's not emotionalism. I've been around people like that, and I knew, okay, this is, not, this is not the real thing. It was like a hyper-spiritual thing that they were manufacturing that wasn't the Holy Spirit. It was just their personality or whatever else that it wasn't real. And, if, and I'm sure for some of you, you've been around that. It's like, that, like that's what like, turned me, would turn me off. All right, calm down. I'd be thinking in my mind, this is not, this is not the Holy Spirit. First Thessalonians one six. And you became followers of us and the Lord, having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Spirit. I'm just pounding away this morning with the scriptures so that you see it's there. Joy, rejoice. It's, it's like our DNA of who we are as believers. We don't find in the New Testament depressed, cranky believers or moody people. I hate to tell you, but that's your flesh. That, the Holy Spirit doesn't do that. He doesn't make you cranky, moody, reactionary. And so many people say, well, that's just my personality. No, that's just your flesh, and that needs to die as the Spirit is able to take control and change you, and we're all being changed.
Hopefully, I'm not what I was before, and I'm not, what I'm, I'm not now what I'm going to be. You're going to keep moving forward. And that's the grace of God. That's how God works in our lives. You can't do this, make this happen. You've got to just open yourself up to the Spirit of God and let the Spirit work in you. Allow him to have his way. Like John the Baptist said, I must decrease, he must increase. When the Spirit's in control, you're going to have this joy. There was an article I was, when I was reading um, Jim Simbler's book on, on, on joy, on spirit rising. He had a quote from um, some of his background. He says, I grew up in a little church. The little church I grew up in, there was a middle-aged woman who was always dressed in black. She wore a black dress, a black hat, and black shoes. She always sat alone with a tight purse, pursed look on her face. She never talked to anyone. I never even saw her smile. She would enter into the meetings and pray and listen to the word and then leave. As a young child, I was afraid to even get near her. She looked like she had been baptized in lemon juice. <laughs> One day I got up the courage to ask another adult about her. What's with that lady, I asked. The man gave me an understanding nod as if he knew from experience something that I didn't. Oh, her, you can tell she walks very close to God. My little mind struggled with the thought, walking close to God means you never smile. It means you have no friends. You never rejoice in Jesus. Why would anyone want to get close to God if that's what it did to you? Yet that is the picture some people have of God's plan for the Christian life. Dark, somber, and joyless. I know I saw a lot of that. and It was like, whoa, you know, that they're really religious. And uh, I was scared around them. But that's, that's all I knew. And maybe they did really love God, but the system kind of created that. I've already touched on this, but this third point is spirit-controlled. Walking in the spirit produces joy just like he produces love in our life. The spirit produces this joy. Luke 10, 21. And, then hour, and that hour, Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them unto babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. Jesus was rejoicing in the Spirit of what was going on. All joy comes from the Holy Spirit. We can't manufacture it, call it up, try harder to get it, or make it happen on our own. Joy is a choice. You, you make the choice, that's the part you do, you, in your free will, you decide to have, you want this joy, and you want to be in this joy. And this verse, it just, I was reading this morning, it was just like, man, this is perfect, God, thank you. Psalm 1611. Check this verse out. You will show me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. In your presence is fullness of joy. You want joy in your life? Be in the presence of God. Spend time with God. Spend time praying, being alone, reading the scriptures. If you remember anything today, remember that in his presence is fullness of joy. 
you don't have joy in your life, you're probably not spending too much time in his presence. I say that to me and I say that to you. We're not, I'm not, gee, I am. Well, maybe you, maybe you need to up your game. Maybe there needs to be more for whatever's going on in your life. In his presence is joy. If you're in his presence, if you're in the presence of God, you're going to have joy. Things that would bother you just slide off you. Things that you would react to normally aren't going to bother you. Because the presence, his presence, his spirit is working. It's like, no, nobody's going to rob my joy. We let people rob our joy. That's the choice we make. You're around negative people, you'll be negative eventually. Not saying separate yourself from the world. Obviously, you've got to reach people with the gospel, but you're around people that constantly are negative and pessimistic, that'll suck the joy right out of you. So you've got to make your decisions. Okay, God, what do I do? Maybe I need to not be around this person so much. Amen. Or we have excuses. It's easy for you to say, you haven't gone through what I've gone through. You haven't experienced what I've experienced. That's why I am the way I am. See, you, don't, you didn't go through what I went through. How, this is impossible, what you're talking about. What I'm talking about is impossible, unless God empowers it through the Spirit. You can't you can't pull this off. The world tries to pull it off, and you can see what happens. It ends up going nowhere. Joy is for everyone willing to be controlled by the Spirit. Luke 6, 22 and 23. Blessed are, men, are you when men hate you, and when they exclude you and revile you, and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. Do we do that? <laughs> for indeed, your reward is great in heaven, for in like manner your fathers did to the prophets. Well, people hate me, people don't like me, people exclude me, that's why I'm joyless. The scripture says, rejoice in that day and leap for joy. Because you're, you're counted worthy to suffer for his namesake. That's why if, if you really aren't in here, this book, and know his word, you're not going to be thinking this way. You're going to be thinking, get back, revenge. I don't like these people. It's their fault that I'm, I am the way I am. When life is painful, when people hate and act ugly, Jesus says we don't have to lose our joy. Hebrews 12.2. Looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Who for the joy that was set for before him, what joy was that? That was the joy that he knew on resurrection and being back with his father and being in heaven. He was able to endure the cross. That was the joy. And that should be our, minds, our mindset. Okay, whatever's going on in this world, I'm just passing through. I'm a pilgrim. I'm a stranger. This is not my home. 
There's something more for me ahead, and there's joy in that. No matter what's going on, I just say, come quickly, Lord Jesus. I'm ready. I'm ready to go, and we're all ready to go, and if we get raptured out of here, praise the Lord. Be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. The world is going to get you like we heard um, Wednesday night. The world tries to get you to think their way. And just and they, they hammer away. You watch enough TV and you watch oh, some of the wrong sources, they will get your mind thinking their way. So for Jesus' sake, he knew suffering, but that's only half it. Because some people will say, well, Jesus was a man of sorrows. Isaiah 53.3. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Okay, so, yeah, that was a portion of Jesus' life. But Jesus spent much of his time rejoicing. He spent time with the Father. If you read the scriptures, the times that he spent in prayer with the Father, he had joy. I'm just keep giving you the scriptures. Hebrews 1.9. You have loved righteousness and hated lawlessness. Therefore God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness more than your companions. God has anointed you with the oil of gladness. We can't even imagine how much we can really tap into God and really draw from him things that we can't even imagine in situations that we're in. We're no different than the people you read the books about or you hear these testimonies about. How'd they do that? By God's grace. They just drew close to him. And he gave him that. It's not like, well, you're more spiritual than me. I don't know. We both have, you're a Christian. We both have the same Holy Spirit. We both have the same God. It's who makes the choice to draw close to him. You can't, you can't shirk your responsibility. If you're feeling miserable and joyless, the Holy Spirit is trying to draw you to a place where you will draw close to him, make that decision. Sometimes people do. When they're, in, when they're in a tough situation, oh, they're crying out to God, they're coming to church, they can't get enough of it. And once that time passes, it's like they don't even want to know God. I've seen that hundreds of times with people. They're in a jam, they're in a, they're in a tough place, Oh, I need God, I need God. They know how to say all the right words, all the Christian words. And then what happens? The thing passes, they're right back to where they were before because there really wasn't a change in their heart. So how can our excuses, well, I'm not Jesus, he was the God-man, so I really can't do that. 2 Corinthians 6.10. This is Paul. As sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. As poor, yet making many rich. 
is having nothing and yet possessing all things. So you can, you can experience both at the same time. You can have sorrow, you can have loss, you can have those types of things happening in your life and at the same time have joy. Because it's something that's deep, deep within you that the Holy Spirit is there. And you just know. People don't have the Lord and they have all these things happen to them. That's why people take their lives. They have no hope at all. You have to get to the place where you have absolutely no hope. Yet in the deepest part of our souls, through the control and power of the Holy Spirit, you can still have joy. Inside, the joy still remains intact. It will still be there. You may, you may not think it's there. It's there. That joy, that inner feeling. Happiness is, is an outward thing. Joy is an inward thing. That's what Jesus said. You know, this gospel is good news. It is good news. Because when he plants the Holy Spirit in us, we've got all we need to make it in our walk with God. When you're at your lowest point, you, you draw close to God, he'll draw close to you, that spirit will be there to minister to you. I mean, sometimes we're looking so far up all the time to God in heaven and Jesus on the right hand of the Father. God, the Holy Spirit is right here. It's right inside of us. Inside of us, right there, right now. And then our testimony... Our witness, as I said, the world has so much discontent and anger, yet we stand out for the Lord by living joyous lives. So I want to see you this. I'm getting ready to close here. Acts 16. Okay, this is the Apostle Paul. Then the multitude rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. This is Paul and Silas. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. What? They're in stocks and they're in prison and they're singing songs? What's wrong with these guys? That's why your testimony is so important. You can be in the middle. God will allow things into your life that will test and try you, and other people will say and look at you, oh, how are you dealing with this so good? There's the open door. Tell them the source of that. Well, I'm a strong person. No, you're a weak person. God, it's God who's strong. And you've got to remember to give glory to God in those opportunities because it's not about you. It's about him. So, Paul and Silas in prison, beaten, flogged. They did nothing wrong, didn't plan revenge, didn't curse the guards, but instead were filled with joy. The other prisoners witnessed the outpouring of this joy. So the question is, is, is it more powerful now in the time that we're living in? 
I think so, because people have, don't take this the wrong way, they have an entitlement mentality. Makes people feel justified in their anger and bitter. People do have an a entitlement mentality. I worked around there for 35 years, and I saw it, and you try to help people to get out of that, and they feel, well, you owe me all this, so why, you know, and they're angry and bitter. And that isn't, that isn't God's mind towards that, but it shows you that people have no joy. And the source of joy is Jesus Christ. And that's what they need. Sometimes we, and I'm guilty like you are, of looking at situations and looking at people and going, you know, why are they that way? How come they're this and how come they're that? Well, they're just sinners acting the normal way sinners do. That's, that's the way it is. Remember when you were lost? You were acting the same way. In the last verse, well, not the last one, but John 15, 11, this was Jesus. These things I have spoken to you, that you may, my joy may remain in you, and that your joy may be full. God's plan for us and God's will for us is that we would have full joy. I know I want that. I know I haven't arrived, and you haven't either, and I know that's, that's, that's where the bar is set. You start having joy in your life, people just... How are you going to share the gospel with people and be what God wants you to do if you're miserable and moody? They're not going to want to be around you. Jesus was a friend of sinners. He was able to connect with them. But he had a joy in him, and the Holy Spirit will take care of drawing people. He can use your, you can talk words and all that, but the spirit that draws people to the Savior. But there has to be something operating in your life that looks something different. And don't try and go, leave here and try to make this up because you can't do it. You can't act this. The joy will be there if you're close to God and you'll just feel confident and you'll feel secure in it and you know where you're going and uh, you want to share that with someone else. Or you want to comfort someone else. Because of God's faithfulness, singing and rejoicing was also in the Old Testament. The last two verses, Psalm 81.1. Sing aloud to God our strength. Make a joyful shout to the God of Jacob. That means you can actually, in church, give praises to God. <laughs> well, I don't really do that. I know, I was in that place at one time. It's like, I'm sure, I haven't arrived either. But it's just like, I don't know, man. I put my hands up and praise God. Are you kidding me? That's the joy of the Lord. <laughs> and all praises and glory go to him. That's the, when Pastor Jeff was sharing on Wednesday night, these two words just keep coming back and haunting me. Religion and tradition. Religion and tradition. It was in one of the songs, religion and tradition. Even evangelical Christianity has tradition and religion mixed in. It's become, well, this is the way we do it. And I don't mean chaos, but it's like, this is the way we do it. This is how we do it. And this is what we do. And everything's just the same. And we're no different than some of these other churches or denominations that we would be critical of. The Christian church gets like that. We just fall into those things. 
Our prayer is not to be chaotic, but to be open to the Spirit and what He wants to do in the church. And I'm sure we're missing the mark at times, but I know we're trying. And for us in the New Testament, our never-changing relationship with Christ, last verse, Philippians 3.1. Finally, brethren, rejoice in the Lord. For me to write the same thing to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Rejoice, rejoice. That's all you keep hearing, rejoice in the Lord. You have eternal life. You have your sins forgiven. Whether you believe it or not, if you're a Christian this morning, your sins are all forgiven. Past, present, and future. Doesn't mean you go out and live the wrong way because of that. It just makes you fall more in love with him and have more of that joy in you and have more of that rejoicing. And that's because of everything that Jesus did. So before I play the song, I just want to give people an opportunity. If, if, you don't, if you don't know Christ, this is the joy that he wants you to have. You hear those who are online watching. He wants you to have this joy. He wants you to have your sins forgiven. You can say simply in your heart, Lord Jesus, I recognize that I fall short and I am a sinner. I ask for your forgiveness this morning. Cleanse me of my sins. Lord, I, I commit my life to you. If you've done that in your heart, the journey has begun for you. Your name is written in the book in heaven. Let someone know about that. You can contact us at the church. We can send you material. Thank you, God. Lord, I know that each one of us wants that joy. We're not going to need anything else if we have that joy. Nothing else can meet that need but your spirit and that joy that it gives. Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence here this morning. Thank you for your faithfulness in our lives. Lord, make make this place, as we've heard, a joyous church, an encouraging church, a church where love is manifested in our lives to other people. Let us take that joy out to a lost and dying world that you desire for them to know this joy. It's in your name we pray. Amen.